Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. are expecting a couple of guests to pop in, but they haven't as yet, so uh, I'll give you a bit of a heads up on what's happening so far in the show today, so far, we've only started, but anyway, a bit of a repeat from last week, with a slight tweak today, uh, we'll be looking at the Plunkett Shield and seeing where we're actually there, uh, we'll have a look at uh, some early season uh, injury problems for the Black Caps, um, we'll have a look at some interesting uh, moments out of that Plunkett Shield. Uh, we'll look forward to the IPL final, which will be between the Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals. And finally, we'll also look at the, uh, well, Pakistan wrapped up the ODIs with Zimbabwe and moved on to the T20s. So we'll see what's happening there. And uh, we should be having Kaz joining us there to just give us an update on uh, how that series has been going along with we'll those ODIs that we missed out on last week as well. Um, and just to start today off, there you go, we've got Kaz joining us, so I'll just bring Kaz in. Adam to the screen. And there he is. Good evening, Kaz. Hey, how's it going? I better put my headset on. Now that I've got someone to talk to, I better hear them. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good, good. Thank you. How are you? No, not too bad, not too bad. Going along quite nicely, going along quite nicely. Um, hopefully we might even have Sharubin here so uh, we can get him to talk about the Delhi Capitals and what they're going to do. Awesome, that would be good. But it's great to have you here because you can tell us how Pakistan and Zimbabwe has been going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, um, before we get into the topics of today, uh, just going to throw a question out to you. I had a video actually pop up um, earlier this afternoon uh, that uh, showed an interesting scenario. So here's the scenario. Uh, so there's a question out there for the viewers and uh, put your comments in there on what you think should have happened. Uh, the bowler is a medium pacer. He bowls and the ball travels above waist high and effectively lands on top of off stump. Is the batter out? Okay. Now, um, in my opinion, again, I'm not an umpire, so mm -hmm. no more standing position at the crease. So if it's a slow ball, which is dipped, so at, at the crease, it would be above the waist. 
Um, unless, like, obviously your release point is like, you know, I'm like, say, say I'm 174 centimeters, so my release point would be a foot and a half above my head. So looking right. at the trajectory, unless it's a slow ball, um, which probably will end up uh, sort of hitting the stumps from a higher uh, lane. A, lo a, a loop. Higher, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a fast bowler, uh, if, if it is hitting the stump and it is above the waist, I would be surprised, you know. Uh, but if it's, it is, you, and it's yeah, if it is, it's gone above the waist at the crease. It's a noble. It's a noble. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll um, so Taz is saying it's a noble. Um, pop, make sure you pop your comments into the um, uh, into the, in the into the comment section, whether you're in Facebook or YouTube, and I'll do, give you remind me later, and I'll tell you what the the umpire. This was a club game. This was a club game. What happened once was I bowled a slow ball, but it was quite high. Yep. And then hit the stamps on the top, like over yep. the bed. like you know, sort of it was reasonably high and dipped on the batsman. Yep. So I mean, umpires thought it was above the waist side. So I don't know. I mean, that's like ages ago, so the rules might have changed by now. But yeah. <laughs> so that's what so, so you actually the no so they called no ball on you because you yes, were bowling yeah, spin, of, you were bowling uh, leg spin. I'm guessing. No, I was I was bowling medium pace, but change of pace, oh, okay. the slow ball. Yep, but it dipped. Yep. And uh, but they thought at the at the crease it was uh, way above the waist. So. So it's no so ball. That's my okay. that's my only memory. So I'm, I might be wrong there, but you know. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. As I said, to the drop you what you think should have happened in the comment section, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or on Twitter, and um, I'll let you know what the Australia club umpire, um, which is rather interesting, because I mean, like at, in our games, we, we you're only going to get umpires at um, prem level, really, yeah? Yeah. And, and maybe at reserves if you're lucky. So this, this in Australia, they had umpires at a lower level and. Uh, I'll tell you what they called later or what happened. Okay. So anyway, moving on, and uh, we're, we're going to get into uh, – we're going to start off with a bit of Plunkett Shield, and we'll do a wrap of what's happened this week in the Plunkett Shield. Um, we've had uh, two games go ahead uh, and one game which was um, abandoned without a ball being bowled. So we'll go into the first game, which was Canterbury versus Northern Districts, and uh, I'll just bring up the uh, the old mini board, so to speak. And there we go, the mini board coming up there. And uh, we can see, geez, we have to question. I mean, like, and we'll come to, it's interesting, because we look at Northern, Northern who are all talking up at the beginning of the season and saying, hey, let's give them the, the trophy now. <laughs> and effectively, they've been rolled for just over 100 in each innings. Um, Canterbury themselves only getting 266 in that first innings and um, able to do the business bowling out Northern twice and, and in fact, getting Northern to follow on uh, as well. So, bit of a surprise there, Taz. What, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, look, I mean, if you look at the team, I mean, they were playing with four specialist batsmen, then Watling was at number five, so say five specialist batsmen. Uh, on that front, they were a bit thin. Um, yep. Katanik Clark, relatively new guy, really good batsman. I've heard good things about him, but still very new to first-class cricket. So, he's there. Jesus playing his first few games with these new, new teammates. So if you look at the team, that's kind of the other side of the story that when you have all these big names, when they're not there, it makes it difficult. Like like Howie yep. Pakaranga in club cricket in Auckland is playing um, minors, you know? And yep. on a day, they have like, you know, a few black caps and like really strong team. Uh, yep. Have to open like a few Auckland players. But I think mm -hmm. that, that's, that is the other side of things. When they're not there, that leaves a huge vacuum. Big, and, big, uh, yeah, right. I mean, they still have decent players there, but if you look at the if you look at their team, if you look at their scorecard, you will see Watling at five, 
and their top four I'll bring batsmen. up I'll bring up the scorecard. I'll bring up yep. the uh, full scorecard so we can look at the actual batting lineup, as you say. So that was Canterbury there. So I'll just roll up along. Yep. Here we go. So here is the Northern lineup. And as you say, it's Henry Cooper, who actually batted quite well in that first game for Northern against yes. Central. Um, yep. But then you've got Jeet Raval with him. And uh, then after that, you've got, Joe as you Carter. say, yeah, Joe, Joe Carter. And, um, but is it Cartney Clark that, that that's um, just started by the yes, sounds yep. of it? Um, but the, the what we envisaged as a strong northern lineup isn't there like we thought. Yeah, I think they kind of. I think Bharat Popley has been in their middle order for the last few years, and he's been scoring heaps of runs. But he missed out on a contract this year. So uh, interesting. Inter- quite. Just, I was quite surprised. So yep. it looks like you know when the Black Caps are away or a couple of injuries here and there, they look quite thin. Uh, yep. Bowling stock, you can see, see, still, you see that they've got heaps of balls there. But if you look yes. at like even top four batsmen, one is a rookie, uh, Clark. I yep. hope he's he's got he's got a bright future, anyways. But uh, at this stage, he's a he's a new new to first class cricket. And then yep. you're playing with Joe Carter, Henry Cooper, Jeevan So, and Bottling, obviously. But six is Kugelane. So Kugelane on a good day is number seven. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, I was going to say seven, eight. Yep. Yeah, so they've switched the sort of ball. Like, they're playing with a few... Reg- I mean, I think they're playing with six regular ballers, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think they're they're thin on batting. And Ed, you can just see that, easily see that it's just, you know, it's been well exploited by Canterbury. Well exploited, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see, there's no runs from, like, if you see six downwards, like, how many runs last last five batsmen scored? Like, I think that's 10 runs, you know? Yeah, that's it. Basically, you've got that on oh, na- a nail on the head there, but you're Asian, so you're good at maths. So, uh, <laughs> but actually, yeah, the t- last six batsmen, ten runs, and that was it. Um, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, it's so it's a hard hard ask, isn't it? Hard ask. And then when we sort of scroll back down, they get sent in again, and and they did better at the old tail this time round, but um, yes, still not 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 a lot there. No, no. So I and, think, and yeah, we really I mean, are relying on that top order to perform, aren't you? I mean, when Jeet Raval sort of like, it, it fails, I mean, I, fails, I don't mean fail in a mean way, but, you know, you know, you you really do need that top four to sort of someone in there to go big. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like, you know, early in the season. So generally, like, you know, uh, it depends how they prepare the wickets. But like, you know, if they're using the wicket for the first or second time, generally there is enough for the medium paces. So yep. uh, I don't know how much spin has there, has contributed in this game. But looks like the medium pace has had a lot more to bowl. Yep, that's right. I mean, and you look at the Canterbury innings. I mean, like two hundred and sixty-six for a first innings score. Um, not bad score. You're not going to say it's you, you'll take it, but it's not exactly a competitive first innings total, is it? So you'd have to think that there was a bit something something in the pitch. Well, if, if you see that they've batted for ninety overs, so I guess like yep. they have. Um, they saw the second new ball, and like I think the last wicket would have scored. Last two two wickets would have scored about forty runs. So well, yeah. um, you look at Fraser Sheet got thirty six off eight yeah, exactly. uh, twenty one so balls. Kind of, like. That's a, pretty much a steal. So it's kind of like those sort of tracks where um, if there is any help for bowlers, it's better to sort of get like you know go hard at it rather than sort of defending and getting out. You know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like let, let's let's talk about Fraser Sheet because I'll just bring up the old mini board again and. Um, Fraser Seat, what a game! Thirty-six um, at one hundred and seventy-one strike rate, and then four wickets in the first inning, five wickets to say nine wickets for the match. We spoke about him last week. We spoke about him and Will Williams last yeah. week. These guys are on fire. 
Oh, they certainly are. And and to be fair, like you know, if 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 there weren't there weren't those injuries, probably one of them wouldn't have been playing. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, Matt, exactly. Matt Henry's thumb is basically allowing one of those guys to be in the squad, and, isn't uh, he? The left arm is it Natal? The left arm. Natal. So Fred Natal. Yep. Yeah, Natal. He's he's regular as well. So yep. um, keeping those two out and like, I mean, they still obviously have got the bit depth. In their bowling, you guys, you can probably see. And the, yes. Will Williams took a five for I think last game as well. So yep, uh, heaps of wickets for them between those two. <laughs> well, look, we'll, we'll 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 come back to Will Williams and Fraser's sheet a little bit later because um, there, there's a few injury concerns with the Black Caps as well, and then all in the bowling scenario. So um, we'll come back to that a bit later. But as I said, these guys are firing at the moment, and um, they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be disappointed. There's only one round before the big break until March for the um, Plunkett Shield, with the yeah. way that they're operating. I mean, Will Williams have been playing in the. Uh, I mean, for Canterbury, but Will Williams have been playing the shorter formats and has been quite successful mm. last year. So uh, I guess. Right. And one more thing, uh, Sean Davy, he's made his debut here. His former New Zealand under nineteen player, I think. He's mm-hmm. from Northern Districts actually, so <laughs> he's probably moved to Canterbury for education or just moved 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 there for work or whatever. Well, so he's made up, his uh, debut against against uh, his his home team. <laughs> let's let's have a look and see. So he he, he so, so he's a bowler obviously, and he's uh he's, he's not performed too badly either. I mean, like when we look at that, so he's a fast bowler. He's a medium pacer, yes, yeah. He's a medium pacer, yep, yep. Twelve overs, four maidens, and only nineteen runs. Yep. Obviously, Northern were under. Um, Pressure right through that inning, so they're not taking too many risks. And then he backed that up in the second innings as well. Uh, the fade overs there, a bit more expensive uh, in the second innings. But again, getting that shot that he wouldn't have at Northern. Well, yeah. maybe he would have <laughs> with the injuries. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, I suppose early early, early days, it's only two rounds. But um, Northern will be sort of a little bit concerned about how they're travelling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there would be because um, I think back end they might have more players available. Yeah. Uh, but right now, uh, I think it's, um, I don't think they've got the, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm, it's a shame that they're playing with five, five genuine batsmen. You know? uh, they could have like this time of the year, you, you know, the wickets can be supportive, and which means that you need the depth. You, you know? need the depth. Yeah. The batting. Yep. So I mean, yep. openers on these tracks would be out any time, you know. So you need to have the depth. Your like number six, seven should be able to score runs. Um, and uh, the all-rounders, obviously. Hampton is actually not a bad batsman either, but he's a good hitter of the ball. I'm not too sure if he's um, sort of uh, how he goes in longer format. So, uh, but let's see how what they come up with next game. Yes, and it's always good to see uh, uh, from my from Brett Randall, who I saw coming up as a uh, as, as from like an age of five, six, seven, when uh, from Eden Roskill, so uh, playing yes, for Northern. Yeah. Not having yes, a great yeah. successful match, but um, still g- good to see pro- progress from kids that you've seen playing at a yeah, junior yeah, level yeah. and coming through. Yeah. No, Although he's, he's, he's not a junior anymore. No, he's done well for himself. I mean, he's, I think he's 24 now, but he's played enough, a lot of one-day cricket, the 50-over format for, yep. um, I think, for Northern, Northern. Districts. And it, he's yep. done okay. And I hope he's sort of uh, has a better season, like, towards the end, so... Towards the end, as he gets the opportunities, um, as the black caps will, will be um, unavailable, he'll, he'll definitely get some runs, I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the team. Um, moving on to the uh, other game that we have to talk about um, is Otago-Wellington. And um, again, another pretty comprehensive game here, and this time Otago coming out on top. And um, 
a name of note here, brother of Glenn Dale Phillips, uh, having a great match with 65 and 83. Yeah, look, I'm big, big fan of Dale. Um, excuse me. I'm big fan of Dale. He was under, I, I was uh, assistant coach for under 19s about four years ago, five years ago, and he was, he's amazing cricketer. I was, I was just waiting for him to sort of, you know, break into the scene. And uh, yeah, that's my kid. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. We've got our BBC moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yes. It's a family show. <laughs> yeah. So with, with Dale, obviously, a very good fielder, um, you know, good, very good batsman. I'm, I'm glad that he's got that breakthrough. I mean, I don't know if at Auckland he would have got that opportunity because um, I think Otago has invested in him since last year and he's sort of finally sort of. A, um, I think top scorer in both innings. So what else you need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, and unfortunate that obviously um, Otago, knowing what's happening with the weather, couldn't allow that little bit of extra time for him to sort of push on for that hundred in the second innings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's so, part and parcel of the game. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it is part and parcel of the game. And and and, and basically, to give you the information on it, um, Otago saw the bad weather coming there was a lot of bad weather in the uh, that was forecast uh for the last two days in fact and so they gave what you would only consider a very generous declaration i have real problems getting that word out but anyway very generous that and they got 218 for three declared um and they only set wellington about uh, just over 200 or about 250 to to sort of um as a target in the second innings um but uh with with about three wickets required and uh, for Otago and um, Wellington needing it about I think it was about seventy runs off the top of my head. The heavens opened up and pretty much the third day, most of the rest of the third day was a bit of a washout. Um, so they then came back on the last day and uh, with the hope that there would be some fine patch of weather, which yeah. would allow Otago to get three wickets or Wellington to get seventy runs. Now, just to be um, to give a bit of information. Wellington did have an opportunity here. I mean, when we look at it, 70 runs, three wickets, you sort of think you're really just going out there and Otago trying to mop up three wickets. Well, Tom Blundell, who was um, on course to 100, was still out there in that second innings. Um, and we'll come to his unfortunate demise as well. But, um, yeah, he, he was still out there. So that's why I say they did have a chance to sort of, if, you know, if he could have nursed the end, they they had an opportunity to get the 70 runs. In the end, it didn't actually transpire. What happened was it about rained all day until about 5 o'clock, and um, they got about half an hour's play in. They, Otago picked up the three wickets, and then the rain came again. But there was half an hour long enough, Otago, to get the three wickets and to wrap up the game, and for Tom Blundell to get out in the most unusual way. Yes, yeah, uh, obstructing the field. Obstructing the field. Now, it was an interesting thing. So I, I've learned something new just in the last two days. Apparently, handle ball has been taken out of the um, of the dismissals, and it's just now included under obstruction of the field. Okay. Yeah. So effectively, it was handled ball, but um, yes, these yeah. days it's called obstructing the field. So, And I don't know if you have you seen the video of it happening? I have, yeah. I've actually saw it earlier today, yeah. So it's a strange it sort of, you know, dismissal. <laughs> it was strange because he actually gets the ball. He kicks yes. it, if I remember right. He kicks the ball, goes up, and it sort of like and instinctively goes and uses his hand to and, bat yeah. the ball away. And he actually gives himself up, doesn't he, when he does it? He almost starts yeah. walking off the pitch as soon as he does it. 
<laughs> wasn't much of an appeal from Otago. He just walked off the field. Yeah, of course, yeah, it was uh, interesting. <laughs> it wasn't very interesting to see. So, um, yeah, there we go. So, um, Otago wrapping that up. Um, a bit of form. We have to also mention Hamish Rutherford, who's um, who's struggled a little bit in the earlier games. He's um, also picked up a 57 and a 69. So, um, coming into a little bit of form there. Or hard to gauge because Wellington's um, had two convincing losses before this against Canterbury as well. Yeah, so, I think that the name we're missing in the scorecard is Conway. Like you know the, mm. um, and he's always been like last 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 two years. Almost yep. every short scoreboard, you just see his name. Like you know whether it's T Twenty or four day cricket or one day cricket, and yep. uh, just he missed out on this game, and you know they probably lost. <laughs> well, I mean, like you, good, it's good that you highlight that because um, we, even in the two games that Wellington's played against Canterbury. Um, and they've been been beaten comprehensively in those two games by Canterbury. But as you say, you still had that in the mini scoreboard. You had Devin Conway with his name still there. In yeah. this game, he's obviously... Um, I'll bring up the full missed scoreboard out, yeah. so he can miss out. I think yeah. he had an inside edge played on in the first innings. I'm not sure how he got out in the second innings. Okay, yep, right. So that would be yeah, out for four against uh, Duffy. Um, yeah, obviously, that's that inside edge. edge. Yep. yep. And uh, in the second innings... Not that we're picking on him. It's <laughs> <laughs> caught Bob Duffy again. So you might Duffy might say he's his bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and to be fair, Duffy has actually been bowling well uh, for for last like you know last couple of years, and um, he has. He's, he's not like your superstar, but he's like someone who does the job. And he, uh, he, you know, you'd have to say he could be another Kerry Wormsley. He's just a yard short of pace, wouldn't he? Because he gets a lot of bounce. He's a tall player that gets a lot of bounce. Yeah, he he gets like he gets good wickets. You know what I mean? Like he he gets the batsman out. He just figures out and and I think he can bowl a bit quicker than what normally he does. Like if you look at the some of the get balls, kind of got a good carry from a fuller yep. length. So I guess yes. he does bend his back when he needs to. You know, but he's someone yep. like you know sort of who's been consistently performing. So yep. um, yeah, someone who might get a New Zealand A call up or you know. Uh, you, you never know. No, but I mean, you're right. I mean, look, he, over the years, um, and he's still fairly young too, isn't he? I mean, he, he, he'd still be very early 20s, I'm guessing. 26, 27, 25. Oh, is he 26? 26? Oh, okay. Yeah. Geez, time's getting away on me. I'm Yeah, I'm missing years. <laughs> but um, no, he's, he's he's performed consistently over the seasons, basically. So, yeah. 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 So, interesting. Look, uh, yeah. So, um, moving on to the last game, which was the Auckland versus Central. And um, no need for a mini scoreboard there because the game was been abandoned without a ball being bowled. And uh, I don't know, did you see any of the pictures coming out of Nelson? Um, no, but I was actually following it. I was refreshing New Zealand Cricket website and see yep. if you know there's anything happening there. But happening? yeah, nothing. Yeah, so actually they've been calling days like the day off, like even like early afternoons. You know, so which means that obviously there was enough rain in the morning that they can't sort of get on the pitch. You know. Oh look, I mean, so I saw some pictures from um, both from Central's uh, Central District's Twitter account and Auckland's Twitter account, and all the pictures that I saw, all of them were yeah. beautiful, bright blue, sunny days. Okay? okay, so there's obviously been an issue with the way that the ground has drained because they had a lot of soft spots on the ground, and that's why they couldn't get the game underway. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. So and and um, I bumped into um. Nick Albright, who's um, obviously uh, she, who's been on the uh, Auckland Cricket Board and the like, and uh, 
he was he was putting tax a bit as well and sort of like he has uh, and he i don't know what's going on but there's, there's there's plenty of blue skies down there and the cricket's not happening so and then i looked and, and then the, uh, shortly after he i had that conversation with him he mentioned the, uh, i saw those pictures it's like yeah absolutely beautiful days like in terms of going to the beach looking days and okay. it's like nope the grounds um got two they got damp spots so they couldn't the game couldn't proceed so um, I, I think there might be some questions being asked about uh, how well what, what's going on there. Is that because that's uh, very, uh, if that's the case, Nelson? it is quite disappointing. Was it meant to be played at Nelson? It wasn't Nelson. Yeah, um, I'm not sure whether it's Sax Saxton Oval Saxton or not. Saxton though. Oval, yeah, I think yeah. I, I would assume it'd be Saxton Oval yeah. that it would have been played at, which obviously has been groomed as a one of the minor international yeah. grounds for one of a term. Yeah. You know, so you, um, you get some games there. Yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah. It, and uh, it'd be just yeah. It's I think um, they'll be making sure that something's done about that so that doesn't happen again. If you're getting blue sky days and no cricket happening, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was surprised they were calling the days off quite early in the day. Like you know, if it's raining, you kind of wait until sort of you know end of the day or closer to the tea or something. <laughs> but they've been calling them off early, so I guess the, there must be some puddles, you know, yep. uh, within the within the thirty yep. meter circles. I don't, I'm not yeah, sure. within the thirty meter circle, I would guess too, or yeah. in the bowlers' run ups or something yeah. like that. Yep. Look, um, can't let this pass by. This is the crazy situation of the way that the um, you, you accumulate points in the Plunkett Shield. So Northern Districts follows on, bowled out twice for just over 100, manages to get four points out of their game with Canterbury. Central and Auckland, abandoned game, both get four points each. Something's <laughs> not right there, is it? <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, like a, a team gets absolutely handed its backside on a plate and manages to pick up four points. Four points, yeah, it's a bit harsh. And I mean, they, they, I mean, and they, I think that's that's always been the problem with our Plunkett Shield over here, and the fact is that we do have inclement weather. We do have games which, um, not little cricket is played, and and no through no through no fault of the two teams obviously playing, um. And it can really sort of derail uh, um, a team's um, season in terms of four-day cricket yes. um, by having those rained-out games. You need two, two rained-out games, and you're really battling to try and be at the top of that um, leaderboard, aren't you? Yeah, but, I mean, on the other hand, like, they generally have uh, groundsmen and everything, so generally the pitch is always, like, well looked after. Yep. So you won't have issues with pitch being damp or like anything like that because they prepare the pitch way like in advance and like they oh, manage absolutely. it in a way, you know. So, um, and, and I know like, um, because I were used to work for Northland Cricket and their ground was sand-based. So yes. as soon as the rain stops, you just get on the field, you know. Um, so I think, I, I, I guess there will be a few like sand-based grounds, um, like Bay Oval, I think. Uh, yep. or, Mount Monganui, so that would yep. be the same. So, and fine. I think Seddon Park. So, there are a few grounds which, um, as long as it's not raining on the day, um, all day, they probably would get some action in. I'm not sure about, um, I think Eden Park after Oval if it is sand based or not. Um, uh, but most I know of the that it are... used to be, it definitely used to be sand based. Okay, so it might I remember be because, that. yeah, but um, I'm not sure. I mean, like it's been Eden Park, you know, every three, four years gets a total revamp of the field, doesn't it? So, I'm not <laughs> sure. What what it is at the moment? I, I assume there's still a level of sand sand carpeting happening in there, 
So they might have to go to old, old um, central districts might need to go to um, Golden Bay and pick up some sand and drop it on Saxton Oval. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, um, we'll move along quickly into the uh, black caps. Now, um, not much to talk about, but I mean, lo- not much to talk about, but lots to talk about. I mean, here's the injury list for the black caps. Trent Bolt's got a groin injury, so he won't be playing in the game that we'll be talking about shortly. Tim Southey has uh, got a back injury, which um, not uncommon for Tim Southey to get a back injury, is it? And uh, then we go to Neil Wagner, hip and groin injury. Matt Henry, who we've spoken about last week with the broken thumb. AJS Patel calf. And Colin de Gronholm's got a f- right foot injury. Um, so, and then obviously um, Trent Bolt's picked up his injury in the IPL, the rest of them all in local cricket. So, Bit of a um, bit of an issue there for the New Zealand selectors with West Indies sort of um, coming towards us pretty quickly. December third, the first game um, against the West Indies at Seddon Park, and uh, that's the bowling. That's 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 a big core of our um, New Zealand bowling uh, lineup there. That's uh, on the injured list. Yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, Wagner probably test obviously. Yep. So that's that's sort of like Wagner, Wagner, and Ijaz Patel more on the test side. Test so, side. I, I mean, I, I guess like. I'm not sure if they're playing tests, but I think they're playing T20s um, to start with, or, or they might be playing four days. There's a, I think there's a four-day game against West Indies, and then there is a. I'm not sure what order they're in. Uh, but I'm just bringing I mean, that. I'm just keep talking, Wa- and I'll bring that up. <laughs> so you won't need Wagner until the Test cricket, whenever the Test Wagner and Ijaz, um, yep. when the Test matches are. Uh, so we're safe on that front. Uh, Tim Southey, um, obviously you need him in the test again more than you need him in the shorter formats. Uh, yep. Trent Bold, you need him in all formats. So <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a bit of a worry. Um, yep. But I guess like, um, like, like if you can see the like domestic seasons so far, like two or three games, there are a lot of fastballers doing well. So I guess in, a, in hindsight, it's a good thing that the season is still going on in New Zealand and the guys, the guys who are the backup are still sort of playing competitive cricket. Yep, yep, I hear you. And I'm just trying to... They don't make it easy to bring up the bloody schedule here, jeez. <laughs> uh, so, I know here Houston we go. is already here. Ah, right. Okay, so so what it is is that um, the 27th of November is actually the first game against the West Indies. It's the T20 at Eden yep. Park, um, which will then be followed by another T20 at Bay Oval. So two two twenties at T twenties at Bay Oval, 29th and 30th of November, and then it is the first test is the third of December. Okay. So yeah, that that that's when um will be as you say the Wagner option and the AJS Patel option will be required, and possibly the Colin de Gronholm option as well. I mean, like he's been pretty much the regular in terms of that all rounder in the middle of the um batting lineup and the third slash fourth bowling uh seam bowling option. So uh, yeah, I, I yeah. think there is a side four-day game because West Indies might have come with a like a bigger squad because I yep. think while the T20s are happening, there is a four-day or three-day game okay. um, at the same time, and that yep. is where you probably can strength uh, like check your strength for four-day cricket, like you know the guys who are sort of yep taking wickets and give give them a yeah. chance against West Indies and uh, in that uh, game. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was, that's what I was sort of referring to when we were looking at the Canterbury Northern um, Will, Will Williams and uh, and um, Fraser Sheet. Well, um, you know the way they're going um, with these injuries. 
their names start popping up, weren't they, in yeah, terms exactly, of, hey, look, yeah. if they're picking up the wickets, you've yeah. got that, as you say, you've got a warm-up game, be a great opportunity to chuck boys I mean, in like, that are actually... Some, someone like Bracewell, obviously, would be ahead of them, in, in my yep. opinion, anyways, because it was Absolutely. more experienced and, you know, sort of uh, more experienced and he can bat too. So, like, um, especially if Colin de, de Grandom is not playing, then yep. you've got, like, someone who can bat seven or eight and bat well. It's almost a um, let's say Colin de Gronholm's foot injury isn't ready for the third of December. It's almost like Bracewell's a ready-made replacement for him, isn't it? To come yeah, straight I mean, in. Yeah, obviously Bracewell's stronger suit is his bowling. Bowling, yep. Yeah, the Grandom is his batting, but I guess like it's not like for like replacement, but it's close enough, you know. Close enough, and and, and especially I mean, like he's um, Bracewell uh, timely hundred against Auckland. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, like um, yeah, so um, a few concerns, but I think there's um, as I said, we've just mentioned bro, um, um, uh, Brendan Bracewell, uh, Brendan Bracewell, Doug Bracewell, Brendan, Bracewell. long time ago, <laughs> and and I've and I I I, I mentioned Kerry Wormsley before. Obviously, it's Kerry Jamison. <laughs> oh, Jamison has been in, in good form yep. and, and good like, form, he, absolutely. He will be a starter. I was I would be surprised if he's not the starter. No, nah, he'll be definitely he'll be starter in all formats as well, won't he? Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, so. the interesting one will be, um, obviously, A, Trent Bolt getting back in time. Obviously, he's going to be doing – I don't know what the – I don't quite understand it. There's been some sort of biosecurity bubble that the IPL has been running for New Zealand players over there. I don't know how that impacts the quarantining period, which will be the two weeks over here. But um, I'm assuming that Trent Bolt doesn't actually get back in time to play, even if he was fit, to play in the T20 games. Um, I guess like when they originally sort of announced the IPL schedule, because with I, even with IPL, your national duty comes first, you know, like you're not yep. playing for New Zealand because yes. he's also contracted to New Zealand. So unless he had some sort of agreement with New Zealand cricket, um, you would assume that he would have been coming back in time. Okay. So if he gets on a plane, basically on the 11th of, of uh, November, okay. he will land, he will, when he lands, he will become available a day before, uh, um, with one day left for the 27th <laughs> <laughs> to come out of quarantining. <laughs> if I've got my that's, numbers that's, right. That's, that's a close call. But I guess, like, you know, it depends on his injury. But, uh, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, they might actually rest him and keep him for the next series against Pakistan, I think. I, yeah, I think so. Um, well, or, or, or the fact is that you, you just rest him for the T20s and then bring him back for the Test match. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I said that Aaron is mentioning Daryl Mitchell's obviously an option as well. Um, oh, that's actually that's yeah, a we better. We missed Daryl Mitchell like, that's more like for like for um, to Colin Groundhome because Grand both Home. are like you know strong batsmen and 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 Mitchell has been actually bowling well uh, this year. So yeah, he's yep. kind of I think he's like for like yeah that's uh, well pointed, Aaron. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> for like yeah, like for like sort of. Uh, in so, and and is. And as you mentioned, it's also uh, he, he he sort of ends the day before the game. So uh, and it applies to both players and both teams by the sounds of it. So uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Anyway, we better move on. We'll uh, quickly um, go into the. I'm just going to have to bring up the Pakistan series. Hey, why can't it? It's not letting me bring it up now. So the T20 game today. Uh, that was the second one that got played. Um, pretty convincing win from Pakistan, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't get to watch it. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, I think it's quite late at our time, but I sort of yep. saw the scorecard. And yeah, not enough runs by Zimbabwe. Um, like, I mean, unless it's a rag turner, you probably expect 160 and 70 to be a part score on those grounds. So, um, again, played at Rubble Pindi. And uh, yeah, good to see Usman Kadir because, uh, you know, Shadab, the league spinner, has been sort of our main sort of white ball bowler. Uh, but yep. I think he's injured or he's uh, rested. And Usman Kadir, uh, that's his son of the great Abdul Kadir. Oh, um, okay. He got an opportunity and uh, he obviously took three for it. So good on him. <laughs> yep. And Baba Azam carrying on some great form against Zimbabwe in the Zimbabwe series ODIs and um, the T20s. Yeah, he's just like, he just like sort of, to me, like he's like a, a really. I think he's similar to Ken Williamson in a way that he's kind of like quite sort of technically correct and like, you know, quiet guy and just uh, just consistently scoring runs. Eh? Like, you know, it's not, it doesn't slog, but he still score runs at a high strike rate, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, 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 it's, it's like, you're right. I mean, like, I mean, obviously people have been watching Ken Williamson in the IPL and he's just not a slogger. He just doesn't smash it into the stands he doesn't he plays cricket shots for want of a term yeah and still scores at a good pace you know so. it's all, yeah exactly it still scores at a great pace i mean like um you know it's a, it's really surprising at the times when they get a strike rate of 200 at, and he's saying how did they manage that they didn't yeah. slog the ball and Heather, so, he, um, i think he's 20 19 20 the pakistan young guy he's just yep. uh, it's probably first 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 year playing for pakistan senior team um, yep. and and he's he's been amazing like since he sort of i think he scored a 50 on debut as well uh, against england um he's he's the, he's the next big thing well that's what pakistanis say is the next big thing in terms of <laughs> pakistan's batting so let's see how it goes yep and it's just like um for zimbabwe you'd have to say disappointment really in terms of um again they just they they don't able to, they can't get the run rate going, can they? That's the big issue for them, really. And I think the scoreboard pressure then tells, and wickets keep falling. Yeah, I mean, like uh, they've got like um, I think Sikandar Reza missed out uh, this series because he is a Pakistani who lives in Zimbabwe and plays for Zimbabwe, but knows right. the wickets really well. Uh, but he obviously didn't fire at all um, because, like, I think if it's a, like it's a used wicket. You need yep. you can still score big runs, but you need guys who are experienced on playing used wickets in countries like Pakistan or India, where um, it does. And Usman Kadir like took four, like three wickets, obviously. Three wickets, yep. Yeah, so I think playing spin on those conditions um, and playing less dot balls, and that's where I think they kind of Zimbabwe kind of missed out. Because as you say, I mean, like Usman Kadir, not only to get three wickets, but he actually went under six and over as well. And getting yes, those three yeah. wickets, they're very yeah, economical. He's only playing his second second game, so he's not like a established league spinner. So, like yep. you know, generally you target young guys, like you know, who's playing first or second game, that you can go get eight or ten out of their like you know, sort of eight or ten um, run per over. So he's obviously yep. done well, and uh, I think I've got a um, couple out of Googly. So he's apparently he's got a really good Googly. So uh, hard to read. I don't know, but I haven't I haven't seen him ball a lot, but uh, heard good things about him. So it's good on him. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one game left um, that'll be happening in a couple. Well, it'll be happening uh, our time Wednesday morning, I guess. Um, or will it be tomorrow morning? 
Albie Wednesday morning won't it? It'll actually happen. It's 10th yeah, so of November. It's Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Pakistan. Tuesday night. Time, so it will be Wednesday yeah. morning our time. But I think just the time difference is so much that it's, you know, it's not practical. What time are they starting? Are they, they actually, st- are they, is it a day nighter type or is it, just, is it a day T20? So this one started at 3.30 Pakistan time. So that would be our 11.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. so that's you know that's that's past my bedtime these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean eight o'clock's past my bedtime. I should be in bed now. I've got to be out of the house before seven o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Not for <of> my problems. <laughs> yeah. So um, I suppose so. Who actually just what's next up for Pakistan after Zimbabwe leaves? Is oh, there anything in the here. pipeline? They're coming. What's the story? Are they coming over here? Yeah. Right. So so that is the next agenda. Uh, Next on the agenda is actually jumping on a plane to New Zealand and quarantining. Yes. (laughs) I think they're coming in December. So um, they'll have a few uh, weeks off. They will be here when the West Indies series starts. And then they will sort of um, build build up. I mean, obviously, they will do their quarantine and everything. So there you go. Simon's letting you know that um, you can watch highlights of the. Pakistan Zimbabwe games on YouTube, so you can you can catch up with how they've been going. Yeah, and you Thanks, can actually Simon. you can watch it live on YouTube as well. Oh wow! Yeah, that's <laughs> for free. <laughs> so, so Pakistan Cricket Board has a YouTube channel, and yep. they streamed it live on YouTube. Um, all the series. Oh, this is that's fantastic! Good. This is good. Yeah, it's just timing hey. of it is not right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, eleven. As you say, if you're kicking off at eleven thirty at night, I mean, it, it's one thing if it's finishing eleven thirty at night, but if it's starting at eleven thirty at night, yeah, yeah that's a, that's a hard yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah, that's that's when the kids are going to get more yelling at uh, because you wake up grum, grumpy in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, moving on to the, the 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 big match now coming up. That's like we're looking forward to the final of the IPL, and that's going to be between the Mumbai Indians and the Delhi Capitals. So um, the Delhi Capitals getting over the Sunrisers Hyderabad this morning uh, in that qualifier two to make it into the final with the Indians. Um, firstly, we'll just uh, have a look at that match, and I'll just bring up the right one. So this morning, as I said, um, Delhi Capitals against Sun- Sunrisers. Did you catch up with any of this match at all? Yeah, I've, I sort of I was following it up, and uh, yep. yeah, I was obviously um, it was par score. Like 189, probably they scored last two overs. They only scored maybe I think 10 or 12 runs. 10 runs, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The last, so I think the last run, they, 11 runs. Uh, I think last two overs they scored 11 runs or 12 runs. Yeah, so, so they would have been disappointed like, with I that. I think it was a par score, so it wasn't like unattainable. It was something you can just, you know, you can if you bat through, you'll chase it. But I think Hyderabad obviously lost uh, um, Warner early, and that yep. didn't help, you know. No, they didn't. Well, they basically they, they they were in, they were in a spot of bother, really. I mean, um, we've got the Hyderabad scoreboard there up, the uh, scorecard, batting scorecard up there at the moment, and um, I do remember they were sort of like they were losing wickets at regular intervals and uh, didn't seem to have the momentum going really. So um, I think, as you said, Warner going for only two. It was Kane Williamson started putting them back on track, uh, and again, when we look at, we just talked about with uh, Baba Azam. You look at Kane Williamson, his strike rate was uh, basically 150, which is, and without, with pretty much minimal risk, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think like, um, but with this innings, obviously, he, him and Holder batted together for six or seven overs. 
Right. Um, Holder, obviously, sort of a situation where you lost three wickets, you want to sort of concentrate before you sort of uh, push on. But he kind of, you know, like when you do take up, you do eat up balls, then you need to go longer. And, you know, he unfortunately he didn't. And that kind of, I'm not costed them the game, but that kind of affected their, that dented their sort of uh, chase. Uh, yep. But one more thing I was I was looking into this game was, um, so Sunrisers has about hit nine sixes and 12 fours. So that's 102 runs in boundaries. Yep. Whereas um, Capitals hit 16 fours and four sixes. So 88 runs in boundaries. So they actually hit more runs in boundaries than them. But yep. um, Hyderabad played 38 dot balls. Oh, there are too many dot balls. So one third, almost like one in three balls were a dot ball. And yep. uh, it's not going to work like that. you know. Uh, if you're doing a big chase, um, the less dot balls you play, because when you're rotating the strike, it's hard for the bowler because make adjustment every ball, different yep. batsman. Uh, but yep. most importantly, like, you know, sort of, um, like if you look at the amount of sixes they've hit, so they've hit what? Um, six and three, nine, Eight, sixes, nine. right? Yep. And Capita's only hit four sixes, you know? <laughs> so uh, the thing is, when you're going for big hits, the chances of dot balls go higher as well. So when you're looking for boundaries, you will play a lot more dot balls. Right. And that's the, that's the trade-off, you know? But I think with Hyderabad, obviously, they kind of um, they lost Warner early. Which obviously yep. didn't help, um, and that they were always catching up with the run rate and everything. So uh, that partnership between Holder and Williamson, although it was a good partnership in terms of runs, um, I think that when Holder got out, when he got out, kind of made it difficult. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And and, and I think what you, you know things that you're alluding to in terms of Jason Holder, it's like well, you still have to go run a ball when you're consolidating in a T20. It's well, sort I of like it. A, might be, he was just obviously giving a hand to Kane Williamson because obviously Kane was doing okay and he was yep. keeping most of the strike. But the thing is, like when you have spent seven overs on the crate in the middle, then you know, and he's been he's been scoring runs, so you expect him to move like kick on. But unfortunately, yep. he didn't on this occasion. Abdul Samad, the young guy from Kashmir, um, right, known for big hitting, and he he did a brilliant job there. Uh, but it was just I think just a bit too late. Well, I, I sort of, when I came into the game, um, I was obviously doing the report for the morning sports briefing, and it was uh, two overs left, and they needed 23, and uh, uh, Samad and Khan were in, and it's just like, oh, here we go, game on, 23 <laughs> off two overs is pretty much, you know, pr- uh, you know, even Stevens, you know, it's it's it could go either way, and uh, shortly after, um, Rabada comes on and picks up three wickets in the over, and that was pretty much game over. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing is, like you know, um, like these these games where I think Capitals have two of their fast bowlers as overseas players, and uh, I I don't know if you remember the first program we did pre. Um, yep, pre IPL. What I was saying was that if whoever's got good fast bowlers will probably you know do a better like they will end up doing well. Yeah, and Rabada again came back and then sort of you know finished off the game. Yes, yes, and I mean like um. He's, we'll have a look in a moment at, in terms of the uh, top runs and top bowlers and the like, and he's still up the top there. Um, uh, 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 interesting for, um, well, it should be for Mumbai, it would be a bit of an interesting one because uh, obviously no no bolt there now, but uh, we'll talk, come to that in a, minute, in a while. So, um, but yeah, so that, 
basically at the end of that game, it meant that the Delhi Capitals um, were the second qualifier into the final. And as I said before, they will be playing the Mumbai Indians. We'll have a look at those two matchups of those two squads in a second. But as I said, we'll just go and have a quick look at how the leaderboards in terms of batters and bowlers is looking. And um, I'm already here, so we'll go for runs. And there we go, KL Rahul. Um, almost like he started the season in that number one batting position, and he and stayed there ever since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every 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 week we come along and uh, we go, who's there, at the yeah. top? And it's KL Rahul. And um, yeah. <laughs> interestingly enough, I mean, like he, you know, quite clear. I mean, like he only it's Shikhandarwan's in second position, seventy runs. Let's call it seventy runs, sixty-seven runs behind KL Rahul, and played two more games. So. Yeah, quite quite a um, good series in in terms of runs anyway for KL Rahul. Yeah, I mean obviously um, he's been like last week we were looking at the scorecards and he was you know tables and he was still on top and he's still on top. So uh, I guess like he's not part of the he wasn't part of the qualifiers. No, so he's still sort of still up there. So, still up um, there. I guess like you know it's it's like Rohit Sharma like you know he scored all these runs in the World Cup last year you know. And just uh, didn't didn't make it to the final. You know, final. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're going, come on, guys, help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> Two, a guy that is in the finals is uh, Shikadawan. And uh, we look at the top five there. Out of the top five, we've got Shikadawan will be playing for the Capitals and Ishan Kishan and Quinton de Kock playing for the Indians. So, um, you yeah, know, when we look at it, also number eight there, you got Surya Kumar Yadav there as well. So, jeez, uh, a lot of firepower there for the Indians, isn't there? That yeah, are actually I mean, coming through. They, yeah, they've got. I guess like uh, like with Rohit Sharma starting the innings, that's like you know, if you've got someone like him up there, it's just you know it's, it's a bonus for the rest of the batsmen. <laughs> um, and it's such a big name in like shorter formats, Rohit Sharma. Like I know like people talk a lot about Kohli, but like if you look at the stats of Rohit Sharma in one day or shorter formats, he's just he's phenomenal. Like you know, it's he will score big runs or he won't score runs, but when he does score big runs, he just takes it away from you. You know, and and it's it is, you know, look. I mean, if you know he scores runs or he scores no runs, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if he's scoring runs, he's scoring runs at a fantastic strike rate. If he's not scoring runs, he's out early, and so he's not yes. taking like where we talked about before yeah, yeah. using up dot balls. Yeah, yeah. No, he, so, you know, he usually doesn't eat up the balls. If he's, if he's generally he gets a start, he sort of goes big, and yep. sometimes obviously really big. But generally, like he's he's the one. If he if you get him out early, you you, you know that's uh, that's that's a good day for you. And there we go. We'll just um, actually I stuffed up there. I'll bring up the old screen again. Let's let's bring up the screen again. I didn't bring the screen up last time there. Sorry, my bad. Um, we go to the bowlers and we bring out the screen. And we look at the top three, and the top three are going to be involved in the final. Well, no, the top three won't be involved in the final. The top two will be involved in the final. Yes. you got Rabada going up against Boomer. Um, But unfortunately, Trent Bolt, as we mentioned, um, looks like he'll be out with that groin strain injury. So, um, But looking at it's it's going to be fantastic seeing Boomer and Rabada go at it in that final. Yeah, and uh, number seven, if you see Enric, is it Norte? Norte, yep. Norte, yeah. So, and he's, he's, I think he's, he's, he bowls 150 plus, you know. So, yes. he bowls, he bowls heat. So, it will be interesting, sort of. Uh, and Boomerang is amazing, as, as you, as we know, like he's been just, he's done it again and again. 
Um, if you look at the strike rates uh, of economy rates, so Bumrah is under seven, which Rabada is over eight. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Bumrah obviously economical, but at the same time has a good strike rate. So well, he's played, he's, he's played two less games than uh, Rabada, um, and he's only two wickets behind. And um, yeah. we know how many um, multiples of, uh, you know, like we look at Rabada today's game. He picked up four. So Rabada usually picks up his wickets in clumps as well. So um, yes. you'd have to say, yeah, Boomer's been going, traveling pretty well and uh, probably the form bowler in the competition. He certainly is. And then it's just like he's uh, it's just so consistent, you know. It's not like he, I haven't seen him having a real bad day. Like, you know, sometimes yep. guys go for four hours for 50 odd or 60 runs. It's, yep. it, on, a, on a bad day, we'll probably go in like 30s. And on a good day, it's like around 20s, you know, or in 20s. So uh, he's been, he's been, um, yeah, he's been sort of so consistent and big games. So obviously, people are looking up to him and see how he, how, how he goes. That's it. So um, we'll look forward to that clash in terms of uh, the final. And. Um, We've got most wickets, so we're just going to look at the uh, bowling economy, which we've been doing as well. And uh, at the top of the list there, Rashid Khan, Mohammed Nabi for the Sunrisers, Washington Sundar for the um, for the Kings Eleven. Um, interestingly enough, when we look at that economy rate, the players for the teams that are at the top there haven't made it, th- haven't actually made an impact. I mean, apart from sort of Nabi and Khan for the Sunrisers hasn't really paid dividends having an economy rate. It's really about wickets, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Nabi only played one game, so I'm not sure, like, yep. uh, he's injured yeah. or he just missed out because they had overseas players who were batsmen. Uh, but, I mean, Rashid Khan, again, like, you know, 5.37, like, in 16 games. That's, that's just phenomenal, like, you know. Uh, that's yep. just unreal. Um, and um, so, I mean, you, you, you generally see, like, the spin bowlers have, in those conditions, the spin bowlers have better economy rates because uh, there's not a lot of pace to work with. Uh, yep. And whereas the fast bowlers, like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, fast bowlers around seven and eight is still quite. Yep. So going on to the, so we make it to the final and these are the teams going up again. We've got the Delhi Capitals. Basically, I suppose when we look at it, it's in terms of the batting side of things, You've got right there the first man there, the captain, Shurish Ayer. They're going to be looking at him to really um, – and Shikadawan, obviously those guys getting that the team rolling and getting those runs for them. Sorry, I've just what? got frozen and back now. Oh, you got frozen. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, we're just, just going on yeah. to the – yeah, I thought it went a bit quiet there for a bit. <laughs> Now, just going on to the teams itself, and um, who are we looking to stand up in the final? Uh, who's going to put their hand up for the Capitals and, and say, "I'm going to win it for the team"? Oh, sheesh. they've got they've got a few. Uh, yeah, it depends, especially with overseas. It depends who they uh, choose to pick. Obviously, Stoinis has been in form, and he's been like last twelve months. He's been playing good cricket, all you know, wherever he played. So he's uh, and he was man of the match in the last game. Uh, and then, um, yeah, they've got like if you look at the names, you see so many big names in there. You're not big, but like familiar names in there. They're familiar like, names. Yeah, you sort of. Um, I mean, Shikatawan again, like you know, had a good game last game. Um, yeah. I was. I would say like you know, it depends who they pick as their overseas players, 
would yes. probably uh, make the difference because um, the league, the young leagues, the Nepalese leagues, you know, Sandeep, he, has, uh, he, he didn't, hasn't played re off recently anyways. Uh, very good league spinner. Um, yep. And then you've got Rabada and then you've got the the fast, the other fast bowler. Where is he? Yeah. So Norche. Norche, yeah. Yep. Um, so you've got these two fast bowlers, Alex Carey. So they've got a... <laughs> They've got a very good mix. I don't know. It's, it must be hard for them to pick a team um, they need for the big game. Yep. That's, it's going to be interesting, all right? And then we come to the basically, really, the team that's had so many people performing for it, really. I mean, everybody that comes in seems that I mean, I, I clicked on the screen, and the first name that sort of I, my eyes went to was actually Mitch McLennigan, who, um, who's only, he's played a handful of games, but every time he played for them, he performed. Um, so... If he's not getting into the side, then you got to say the other guys are really are standing up, aren't they? And, and whoever's coming in is standing up. Yeah, I mean, like uh, obviously he's he's someone who bowls a heavy ball and just you know sort of uh, he puts a lot of effort in while he's bowling, and he has been successful for Mumbai over the years. Um, but I mean, I guess like uh, they've got, I think they've got um, like so someone like Karen Pollard as an overseas player, yep. and they've got uh, Decock, Quinton Decock. Uh, Bolty was like, you know, so Trent Bolt was playing. So I think, um, like, with Boomerah, he probably needs some support with other paces. I'm, I'm not sure who they will pick. Um, in last, I mean, in past, they're kind of mixing and matching, but um, they've got like um, good all rounders. So if, if a fast bowler or spinner doesn't have a good day, Pollard can chip in a few overs. Pandya can obviously always bowl two or three or maybe four overs. So uh, they've got advantage of having those all rounders in the mix. You'd have to say that, I mean, like, for my mind, this is like the Indians definitely go into this uh, as quite big favorites. Yeah, I mean, but again, like, you know, the, if you look at the, the two fast bowlers uh, for Capitals, you know, yep. you know, it's like as I said, like you know, and 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 Middle East, like you know, from my experience with the, watching the PSL and stuff, fastballers can just change the game, you know, and uh, like they've got they've got two strike bowlers as an overseas players, whereas uh, Mumbai's got uh, Boomerah, but rest yep. of them are like good support bowlers, but you, yep. you can't say they're the same. So, no, 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 be, especially yeah, with no bolt there. Yeah, it'll be interesting how sort of it goes. But without Bolt, it will be interesting how they go. I'm just sort of thinking though. I mean, like you know, you you have like they're gonna they're gonna go with the uh, Decock at the top most, or they have been, or they not all the time, but most of the time they're going with Decock at the top. And then as we mentioned, we've got uh, Sharma there as well, um, and, and then but Ishan Kishan, um, and then it's just the fact that then you sort of think you might go, oh yay, we, we might have knocked the top off them. And down in the middle comes Kyron Pollard. Yeah, and Pandya afterwards, <laughs> you know. So they've Pandya, got, yeah. yeah, so they've got like they've got players who can score quick in the first six overs, and they can they have players who can score like who can even score quicker in the last six <laughs> overs. So basically, um, you know, so the first six and last six overs, they can easily get uh, 120 runs, you know. And it's, it depends how many runs they get between the like between six and 14s. So it's another eight overs. So well, I mean. They've got yep. what it takes to score two hundred on a good day. One thing I've sort of looked at. I mean, this is this is not just IPL. This is T Twenty generally. I, I sort of think if you've got wickets in hand, a um, hundred off the last seven overs is not an un unachievable target. Obviously, it comes down to pitch conditions as well. But to my mind, it seems to be more of a target these days. Is like you know, it's not about getting a hundred in the last ten. It's about getting a hundred in the last seven. 
Yeah, it's it, it depends. Uh, it depends upon the opposition, though. Like sometimes, say say say, if they've they've got out of last seven in last seven overs, if Bumrah got two overs, you would be pushing your luck, you know, to yep. score hundred of last. You know, similarly, Rabada you know, today came and just finished it off. So yep. I guess like you know, you've got your door strike like the very very best of the bowlers there. If they've got like two overs in the last six. Um, you probably take those two overs out because they they will be bowling at maximum seven or eight, you know, um, those yep. two overs. And uh, but I mean, it, it really depends, like you know, who you're playing. So if you're playing against Mumbai and Bumrah has only bowled two overs up front, then he's got two overs at the back end, you know. Um, whereas um, like if you've got not so experienced bowlers or not your very best bowlers bowling at the death. It it could be yeah it could be hundred runs of seven overs as you said. Yep, that's it. Right. And and you you just never know who's going to go for maybe an over of uh, twenty or thirty. And then one of the things we'll look at next week um, when we review the IPL a little bit um, is that we'll have a look at um, the top overs in terms of the most runs by a batsman off uh, one over. Uh, which was interesting. I I actually came across it accidentally today, so I thought, oh, that'd be a good one for next week's show in terms of uh, looking at uh, who's who who got what runs off what over, and you know there were overs of thirty and twenty six and twenty eight. So uh, one of those overs, an over like that, can change the course of a match. It certainly does. Like I think, like in, even in this game, I think uh, two overs, two separate overs from um, Holder went close to twenty eighteen or something like big overs. And they just change the sort of you know momentum in the course of the game, of yeah. The game and and yep. uh, especially if it's your like one of your main players, uh, if he goes, yeah, yeah, the guys that you're relying not, on. Like, Holder is not like in- internationally known for like a T20 specialist bowler, uh, but he has been do- bowling well. But this yep. game, he kind of went for runs, you know. <laughs> Yep, the, the one that came along in, in the pressure times, the pressure times. Yeah. So who's so? Let's put you on the spot. Who's your pick for the um for the twenty twenty IPL final? Who who are you picking to go through and oh, hold the trophy loft? Say the team batting first. The team batting first. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, basically, put the runs on the board, scoreboard pressure. Yeah, and 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 I think like if if it uh, depends depends, but most likely they'll be using a used wicket. I mean they've been playing for so long. I can't I can't see having fresh wicket for the final, so it will be a used wicket. Um, yep. Any runs on the board, even 160 could have been a you know defendable total. Well, and, and, and you know like there's always pressure for chase. Yeah, that's and, what I was going to uh, say, yeah. especially in a final. Um, yeah. The the pressure for chase in the final is, is huge, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. if you're batting first, you could actually go for two or three runs and uh, for one or one or two overs and just just say that okay it's the final we'll just see ourselves in for the first one or two overs and then basically just build from there but if you're batting second and you know you got to chase a total you basically got to go from the start you haven't got a chance to sort of take it easy you, you've got that pressure starting right from ball one yes yeah um i 100 agree and like, like even this game with Hyderabad and and, and delhi um, as I said, like Hyderabad hit more more boundaries, like you know, and uh, but still, like you know, you kind of when you're chasing a big total, you start looking for those boundaries, but in between, yep. you end up playing a lot more dot balls. So it's like, I mean, these guys are professionals; they know what they do. But generally speaking, like chasing on those tracks on a used wicket, um, anything even over 160 would be would be interesting chase. It'll be yeah. Well, we look forward to that, and we'll be able to discuss that game in next week's show. And 
see who won it, where they won it, and how they won it. And um, yeah, and and look at also some of the stats that came out of the 2020 IPL that has been played in the UAE. And let's not forget that it actually won't be that long until the next uh, IPL starts as well, because I think believe it's going to be starting on its normal scheduled uh, date or time frame for the year. Uh, it's, and it'll just be a question of whether it'll be played in the UAE or back in India. Yeah, that's uh, April, May, isn't it? That's when they Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's definitely back to its normal time slot, so to speak. Um, now, coming back to something I posed earlier in the show, right back at the start, and uh, it was the case of the medium pacer who bowls and the ball travels above hip height and lands basically on the top of the stumps. Um, and basically what happened in that match was pretty much what happened to Taz in his moment when he had it, is that the umpire called it a no ball. So, uh, yep, it came through. It was above hip height, so it was no ball. And just on a, on a low note, we obviously at junior levels, when we've got um, un, uh, sort of nine-year-olds playing, we get sort of balls that come through at head high. Yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. had oh, that happen. The, especially the spinners, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, these, these are actually just... It, it, the guy's just trying to get the ball down the other end, the, the kids that were playing last week. <laughs> but but we had sort of a very similar situation and the fact that one of the boys in my son's team bowled it and um, it was around the batsman's head. He actually <laughs> ramped it, not intentionally, to be honest. He ramped it and the wicketkeeper caught the ball. But the we decided to call it a no ball. <laughs> that's that's fair play. <laughs> that's fair. I was like, I think the batsman was just trying to avoid getting hit in the head by the ball, and he managed to ramp it. <laughs> so, um, what was this like? Oh, Aaron's just asking about the uh, big match in club cricket this weekend: QMU versus Cornwall. Uh, what 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 what's uh, what's what's the uh, what, what's happening this weekend? You, you, are you you're going to be out there on the field uh, this weekend? Uh, no, I actually filled in last week. For last Karen. week, yep. I think he's back, so we can only afford to have one old guy in the team. <laughs> so that could be back, a... he's, he's back playing against AD. AD will be. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, but so shouldn't you be playing too? So you can, you know, we can get all of the um, the swinging from the hips uh, guests on the uh, on the field, and <laughs> no, I will I will be there, but I won't be playing. Yeah, <laughs> I might play day but... two. If if Taron is away, but uh, if he's available, he'll play both days. Actually, I'll ask you a favour. If you could get um, Taron and uh, Adrian shoot a little video and just put it up on our Facebook page. Oh, we can give it a go. I'll ask give you. it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. put it on the Swinging from the Hips page and uh, we'll get Taron and uh, uh, Adrian giving a bit of banter and sledging each other a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, um, th thanks uh, thanks uh, for Taz for coming again on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, try, try, one of the regulars that I can get to rely on. <laughs> and uh, thanks for everybody out there in the interweb world for tuning in and watching and listening to our uh, banter and discussion around what's been Plunkett Shield and IPL and uh, the Pakistan Zimbabwe series as well. So um, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. And if you're listening to this recorded on your podcast, um, make sure that you go and share it. Really appreciate if you share it. That's how we get our name out there and the show going wide and far. So thanks once again to everybody out there. And um, we'll sort of um, be putting on the shows again. You've got the sports briefing, morning sports briefing every day at seven o'clock. That's Paul there. Unfortunately, I won't be there again tomorrow. Because, uh, I've got a seven o'clock meeting. 
yay, seven o'clock meeting. Um, we've got, um, I'm not sure what's happening with the league now. We've got the state of origin happening, so um, I'm guessing there'll be league show on the Wednesday night, back to the Wednesday night there. And obviously, we're coming to the end of the rugby season for Mitre 10. So we've got reviews and previews happening for that and, and a really interesting um, end of the season for the rugby season coming up with basically everybody in the premiership still able to get into the um, quarterfinals there. But so make sure you stay tuned right here to New Zealand Sport Radio and we'll see you back here next Monday night at 8pm on Swinging from the Hip for your cricketing fix. And we'll see you then. Thank you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.